0: Are now listening to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello everybody and welcome to the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. Week 1 is officially behind us. Week 2 is on the way. Happy Thursday. I am Alex Shane here with Rich Hill looking to preview the Dolphins and all things Week 2 in the NFL. How's it going, Rich?
1: Oh, it is going well. Patriots are coming up a great first week game. They get to play the worst team in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins, this week. Can't be more excited about it. Alec, how are you doing?
0: I'm all right, man. It's in Miami, though I'm a little worried about that i don't I know how bad the Dolphins got their butts kicked on week one against the Ravens, but that Miami in Miami in September I don't know I'm still a little nervous, but we'll get to that later. lot to get to before then, Rich, as we go around the league and break down some of these games. I'm not gonna lie to you, buddy. I'm looking at this slate uh capped off by a barn burner Monday night game, Browns at jets this <laughs> just, This just isn't a very enticing. Week two of football, what games, if any, Rich, are you excited to see?
1: Oh, man. Well, let me list them, and we can break them down individually if we want to. Uh, Vikings at Packers has some intrigue, not because either of them are really great teams, but just because we don't know what either team is really going to do. The Vikings handled the Atlanta Falcons in week one, which is fine. Kirk Cousins only threw, like, ten passes, so they didn't really ask him to do too much. So I'm curious to know what the Vikings have in store. And then the Packers managed to eke out a victory against the Chicago Bears in week one. So what is Aaron Rodgers doing? Will he settle into this new offense under head coach uh, LaFleur? So that is a game of interest. Beyond Uh Seahawks at Steelers, uh, Saints at Rams, get a little bit of that rematch action. Other than that Saints at Rams game, no one. I, I don't care about a single other game in here outside of what my fantasy players are doing. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'm with you, man. This is a very tough slate. I'm looking. Obviously, I'll be I'll be very curious to see the Chiefs and the Raiders. That would have been an interesting game had a certain former Raider not be on the Patriots right now but that's going to be a blowout. Uh, Eagles-Falcons would be cool if that was a, a NFC fan, but I don't care about either of those two teams. I thought the Bears looked terrible against the Packers. I don't know if Rich Trubisky is really an NFL starter. I, I'm curious to see how he does, but I'm not going to be watching that game. This is a good game for the Patriots to play at 1 p.m. because once this game is over, I am probably going to tune out the NFL for the rest of the day. not going to lie.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, at the end of this day, hopefully the Patriots will have a commanding lead in the AFC East that they will never give up again. Bills on the road against the New York Giants. Giants did not look great against the, the Dallas Cowboys in Week 1, but the Bills also did not look great against the New York Jets. They managed to come back and win, but quarterback Josh Allen was responsible for four turnovers. Not a good look. They beat a terrible team in the New York Jets, where hopefully uh, the Jets will hopefully lose against the Browns on Monday Night Football. That would be great. Uh, and, and part of my job right now in, in the real world outside of football is to do, uh, conduct surveys. And one of the questions I had the fortune to pose out there was, which primetime football games are you interested in watching? I asked the entire country. I asked all of America to answer which games they were interested in watching. Browns at Jets was the least, ex- least uh, <laughs> interest-inducing game on the Monday night slate. No one cares about this game. Hopefully the Jets embarrass themselves. I would love for that to happen. And I would love for the Patriots to come out of week two with a a one-game lead inside the division and never look back.
0: Speaking of embarrassing themselves, uh, I don't even know if that described the Dolphins did last week against the Ravens. I think it was 42 to 7 in the first half, if I remember correctly. It wasn't even, I know the Dolphins aren't going to be good this year. I know they traded away most of their assets for draft picks. Brian Flores has a plan he's building towards next year and the year beyond. But if you are the Miami Dolphins and you're coming off 59 to 10 shellacking, and here come the Patriots who just hung 33 on the Steelers, and it's Ryan Fitzpatrick under center, what are you thinking right now? What's going through your mind if you're a Dolphins player at the moment?
1: Uh, Can I leave the team? Can can I no longer (laughs) play for Miami? That is all we can really hope for. Uh, That is actually what some of the Miami Dolphins players are saying. After they got absolutely annihilated by the Baltimore Ravens, they went to the front office, they've asked their agents, they said, please get me off this team. (laughs) This is a team that is destined for absolutely nothing. They need to do whatever the heck they can to get out of there. And this is a Dolphins team that is really not hiding the fact that they want the first overall pick. So if I'm the Dolphins, I'm just saying, Let's get out of here with no injuries. Let me possibly put on some good tape so another team might inquire to the Dolphins, say we'd be willing to give up some draft capital to acquire you. And that is all they're hoping for. They they want to get out of this game. They clearly had no intention of playing against the Baltimore Ravens. They looked broken, they had no interest. They are not a good team. This is probably a worse version than any of those awful Browns teams we saw. And if I'm Miami. I just want to get out of this game
0: against New England and hope that I don't get hurt. It's tough, man, because when you're in the NBA saying you want to tank, you can at least put up good individual stats. You can showcase your wares for other teams to pick you up and whatnot, and you're guaranteed to get a top three, top four pick. Tanking in the NFL is a very different beast. You're getting in the equivalent of three or four car accidents a game for a team that's going to probably cut you at the end of the season anyway, and it's got to be tough to be the Dolphins, especially given that they're probably going to be 0-2 coming into week three when the Patriots come in. Let's try and break this game down as best we can, Rich. Start with the Patriots offense against the Dolphins defense. All eyes will be on newly acquired Patriot Antonio Brown. How much will he play? How much of the playbook did he pick up? How much of the offense did he acquire in the three days of practice he had? What are your expectations for Tom Brady in the offense, specifically Antonio Brown against the Dolphins on Sunday?
1: Yeah, well, I think it will be underwhelming, to be quite honest. I think that people will have seen how the Baltimore Ravens absolutely handed this game to the Dolphins in week one and hope that the Patriots will also put up a similar 60 points. I don't see that happening. I think this is a game in Miami as well, but the Patriots will probably win this one, but it won't be as much of an absurdity as that first week. Dolphins do have some pride, even though they're trying to lose. The Players don't want it to be just a complete and total embarrassment every time they go out there. But when it comes to the Patriots offense, they are really only going against a good secondary. If you go up and down that Dolphins roster, that is probably the only position group where you're like, that's not one of the worst. You know, Xavier Howard is a very good cornerback. He was made the highest paid corner in the entire league uh, before a few other extensions took place this offseason. So he's a good corner, a very good ball hawk. Minka Fitzpatrick is a very dynamic and versatile safety. I like him a lot. Rashad Jones has been dealing with injuries a lot over the past few years, but when healthy and completely on, he's one of the best strong safeties in the league. Then you add in old friend Eric Rowe. Uh, and you throw in Jamal Wiltz. Uh, this is a a Dolphins secondary that you're like, okay, I get you. You make sense to me. You you have some caliber of of, of ability. And so if I'm the Patriots, I would expect this to be a big running game, a big control the clock sort of situation where players like Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, and possibly Damien Harris show up a lot, control the clock. Patriots win in a low ish
0: scoring game.
1: Uh, and people will be a little disappointed not to see the receivers uh, replicate their success that they had against the Steelers.
0: Now, Rich, if you're preaching a run-heavy attack for the offensive game plan, that obviously relies on good run-blocking schemes from a cobbled-together offensive line. I can't imagine Marcus Cannon's going to be playing at all in this game. Corey Cunningham will probably get the start at the right tackle position. Unless they move Joe Tooney over and they want to keep Illuminor there at guard, I don't know. We'll see what happens on Sunday. But are you concerned at all about the offensive line chemistry if they want to do a run-heavy of offense?
1: Uh, definitely a little concerned about their ability, but I would expect offensive line coach Dante Scarnecchia to have them ready to go better than any other coach in the entire league. And then regardless, I, I don't want to completely disrespect the Dolphins, but they don't have too much talent out there. Christian Wilkins, rookie, very good defensive lineman out there, but that's kind of it. Uh, they, they have some players in their 3-4 front that are okay. Uh, Vince Beagle I think is a little underrated. I think Jerome Baker has some ability and upside that he hasn't really achieved yet. That's kind of it. There's a few familiar faces out there. Trent Harris is an offensive uh, outside linebacker for them. Uh, he was spent some time on the Patriots team. And I don't know. I, I mean, this is not a defensive front that I would expect to give even a cobbled-together Patriots offensive line too much trouble, because they're just as experienced as any offensive line that the Patriots could trot out there. And when you incorporate Ted Parrish, Jack Mason, and Joe Tooney on the interior, that gives New England enough push up the middle, where you include James Devlin and Sonny Michelle, that the Patriots should be able to control the ball, control the clock, and be able to control the tempo of the game.
0: Not only that, but I think this is also going to be a big game for James White, who's been of my offensive X factor today. They traded away Kiko Alonso. They traded everybody away. They just emptied. They had a fire sale over in Miami, and I just don't see a linebacker on this roster that can cover James White in any capacity. And if you want to dedicate a safety or a defensive back to him, that's fine. Go right ahead. But you got to deal with Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown now. So I don't know how you're going to do that. The Patriots did it last week against the Steelers. Once the Steelers tried out a defensive package they liked, they went no huddle. There was nothing they could do about it. So I think James White is a huge gain, not only as a runner between the tackles, but he's shown he can do, but those quick outs out of the backfield, motioning out wide, I see no answer for that from Miami this week. Oh, absolutely.
1: I love that pick, too. I mean, James White has shown that he's such a crucial piece of the New England offense. He did a great job last week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I expect him to be one of the top, you know, five you know, actually, that's not even a bold prediction.
0: I would say he'd be one of the top three producing receivers for the
1: Patriots over the course of the year, just because, uh, from a reception standpoint, maybe not a yardage standpoint, but just because of how much New England relies on them and just how weak opposing linebackers are with their coverage ability. So I agree. There is not a Miami Dolphins linebacker who's capable of matching up against James White. New England will probably exploit that for what they can. Um, for me, my offensive X factor will be Phil Dorsett. Uh, he showed up extraordinarily well in the first week against the Steelers. I will be curious to see if he can replicate that because I don't expect Antonio Brown to be super involved in this Patriots offense in his first game after a short, uh, short week. Because Julian Edelman will lead the team in snaps from the wide receiver position. But if we look at how snaps were distributed in the first week, Philip Dorsett was number two. Uh, Josh Gordon was a distant number three And Jacoby Myers really didn't do too much out there. So if I am the Patriots, I would say Edelman and Philip Dorsett will probably be my number one and two receivers again. Maybe Josh Gordon will have earned some time uh, above Philip Dorsett, but I don't see any sort of reason why I would take him off the field. And so for this week only, it is definitely going to change in the future because the Patriots are not paying Antonio Brown this much money to stay on the bench. But until that time, he's fully activated to the New England offense. I think Philip Dorsett is going to be an important piece of this New England defense, uh, important piece of this New England offense, and give this Dolphins defense plenty of fits because the Patriots know better than anyone how to attack Brian Flores' defense. He's going to try and prevent any of those big plays deep down the field, and if Dorsett's able to, you know, trick the defense with his uh, route running, or if he's able to maximize his opportunities with not those deep plays, he's really going to be able to shift the the future, uh, the
0: trajectory of this game that also be vintage Belichick. I remember when the Patriots got Corey Dillon back in the 4 season, I think it was. Their first three series, I don't think they used him once. They went out all no no, no running back shotgun, 5 wide receivers. Everyone's wanting to see what's Antonio Brown going to do. So Belichick won't do that. He'll zig when the world wants him to zag. Yeah, element of Dorsett and James White all day should be great. Let's flip the script, Rich. Let's talk about Patriots defense, Dolphins offense. Ryan Fitzpatrick did not look great, let's say the least, against the Ravens <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, the Dolphins receiving core consists of uh, some guy named Preston Williams, who's a rookie. Devontae Parker is a decent receiver. He's a big guy. He's his fifth-year guy, I believe. Alan Hearns is okay, but I'm not overly impressed with this receiving core. Uh, I don't think any of the tight ends or anything to write home about. Kenyon Drake's a good running back, but the offensive line, I don't think they even have offensive tackles. So what can the Patriots' defense do to make sure they duplicate the Raven formants against the Dolphins?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, what the Patriots have said in the past is that of the receivers, when they're available, Devontae Parker is who they dedicate their focus on. So they're not concerned about Albert Wilson defeating them. It's going to be focusing on Devontae Parker. So if I'm the Patriots and I'm going to match up against the Steelers' offense, get the ball back to Tom Brady in the offense, and get them to produce as many points as possible, I would say Stephon Gilmore, you are going to shadow Devontae Parker, use your size and physicality, and make sure that he does not get open down the field. And then that opens up other opportunities where Jason McCourty will probably match up against Alan Hearns, would be my guess, and then Jonathan Jones will pair up against whichever other wide receiver the, the Dolphins trot out there. Um, but from the other perspective, from a tight end groupings, Patrick Chung will have him covered. This is not a team with a great tight end they have to be overly concerned about. And from the running back group, Kenyon Drake, is that who you're really mostly worried about? He had four carries, albeit it was a product of the game script where the Dolphins were just clearly not going to run the ball because they were trailing by so much, but Kenyon Drake is a solid do-it-all sort of running back where he can run, catch, and block, but he doesn't do any of those exceptionally well, and so this is a game where the Patriots will say, let's dedicate our resources, making sure Ryan Fitzpatrick cannot dominate us through the air uh, with one of his really weird Magic sort of games and force them to try and beat us with Kenyon Drake. And if the Patriots can do that, turn this into a running game on both sides of the ball because that's what I project New England to do. I expect that the, the Patriots to win that one pretty handily because I don't think that the Dolphins' rushing attack behind such an awful offensive line is going to have any success.
0: So who's your defensive X factor, Rich? It seems like this is a pretty outmatched Dolphins offense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's why I'm not going to choose any of the Patriots secondary to be my X factor just because I expect them to do well. If I'm going to flip it, I'm going to look at uh, Danny Shelton of the Patriots mm. defensive front because he had a very good game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, probably better than at any point he had last year with uh, his first year with New England. He has shed some weight. He's more athletic and light on his feet. But he's also just as stout as he was before. He did a great job stifling a very good Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line, making sure that Pittsburgh did not generate any sort of run game. And if Danny Shelton's is able to do that again against a much weaker Miami Dolphins offensive line, this game is going to be over in a blowout.
0: I agree, man. I'm actually staying on the defensive line as well. I liked what I saw. We didn't talk about him on a Monday, the po- Tuesday podcast, excuse me, but I thought Chase Winovich came in and did, really, did a really good job. I'm excited about his step, his spring. He's a very passionate guy. I can see them using the rookies. If this game was out of hand late, especially using the rookies, get them some reps and meaningful time in. I'd love to see Chase Winovich really cement his role as a situational edge rusher, be disruptive, and get to grab his Patrick and maybe make him regret uh, coming back in for his 17th NFL team. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: I mean, if Winovich can have another great game, I thought he did much better in the second half than he did in the first half with regards to disruption, as the Patriots were just clearly wearing down that Pittsburgh offense. If Winovich can do that again against the Dolphins, really excited about his career trajectory. Also, uh, really excited about how this Patriots defense matches up against this Dolphins offense in so many favorable ways. Um, Alec, I think uh, we should go into projections here or predictions. Who do you have winning this game?
0: All right. Well, ten of the, I'll gladly go rich, but you had the, the the Patriots beating the Steelers 34 to 24. I had it 28 to 17. I think you are closer in terms of Patriots point scored. So I'm going to give you the win for last week. So I will defer to you to go first if you'd like. Okay,
1: awesome. Well, I think this game is also going to Patriots victory in a blowout, but in a slow-tempoed blowout. So the Patriots will dominate wire to wire. I don't expect it to be a high scoring affair, but I expect everyone to be like, yeah, the Dolphins never had a single shot at this one. So, at the end of the day, I would expect New England to win this one something along the lines of 28 to 10.
0: 28 to 10, New England for Rich Hill. All right. You know, it's funny, Rich. I still have this weird kind of PTSD about Patriots in Miami in September. Where I'm not immediately jumping at the chance to pick the Patriots to win this game, even though they looked great on Sunday and the Dolphins looked terrible and the Dolphins are terrible. I just have this weird vision of 2008 wildcat when everyone thought the Pats were going to win and the Dolphins came in and, but. I just can't pick the Dolphins to win this game. There's just no way I could, in good conscience, pick a Dolphins to win this game based on what I saw last week. I think the Patriots will lose. use this opportunity. I think they'll get up a couple of scores, maybe 14, 17 points or so, and they'll use the chance to really work on the run game, work on the blocking schemes, and really use the clock control offense and work on different game plans to, to kind, of, kind of go forward as, as the season wears on. Belichick has had very many times. September is an extension of the preseason. We saw it a little bit and they have the Steelers with the passing game. I think we'll do the same thing with the running game. So I agree with you, it won't be like a massively high-scoring game again, but I think the Patriots win this one pretty handily. I see the Dolphins scoring a garbage-time touchdown, but I'm going to go with 31-17 Patriots this one. Alright, well that's going to be a
1: high-scoring game. We will have more information and breakdowns on Pat'sPulpit.com, and make sure y'all tune in. We'll break down this game on monday uh, and you'll be able to hear the podcast on tuesday morning unless you subscribe at which point it will come out on monday night so incentives to listen to it alec do you have any final thoughts as we head into week two of the nfl season
0: it's really good to be talking about real football games and i'm very glad the patriots did what they did on sunday because it gives me a lot of confidence and let's see how number 84 does this week will will it be 84 is ben watson's number is he gonna take 84
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll see what he wears. Maybe it'll be 81. Not sure. Everything is up in the air. Uh, I know that it'll be decided, but who knows what'll happen. Anything can happen when you have Antonio Brown on the team. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, Alec, you have a good one. You too, man. See ya. Later.